Welcome to the Almighty God and Gospel Girl podcast. Each week, you'll hear testimonies that turned failures into hope, despair into inspiration, and darkness into light, as well as actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to overcome obstacles that can detour our Christian walk. Galatians 6.2 tells us to carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now here's your host, the Gospel Girl, Tammy Becker. While the world is celebrating the death of these witnesses, and while the television cameras are focused upon them, God will breathe life back into them, and the witnesses will stand up on their feet. All the networks will regret their cameras' focus because they won't want to give that news. Hi everyone, this is Tammy Becker. Welcome to Almighty God and Gospel Girl Podcast. This week is week 16 in our series of Revelation, and our podcast today is titled The Two Witnesses. Podcast is going to be based on the reading of Revelation 11, and if you want to follow along with my notes, as always, you can find those links in the description. Or you can go to the website at www.youministries.com and you can visit the corresponding uh, webpage to follow along with this. And I don't want to forget my disclaimer that I want to remind you about. And that's, as always, don't take my word or anyone's word for what you read. Get yourself into the Bible and let God discern his word to you because we're all just human. We all make mistakes. And, you know, I don't know everything in the Bible. That's for sure. I'm learning every day and I just want to spark your interest, but I want God to discern the word for you and get into your Bible and deep dive on your own. All right, so let's get started. So when will this tribulation end? Well, during the interlude between the sixth and seventh trumpet, God gives us extra encouraging information about his plan for the end. So in the next 42 months, the time of the Gentiles is going to run out. And then Jesus talked about this last half of the tribulation back in Luke chapter 21, verse 24, saying this, Jerusalem will be trampled by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Well, that time is coming quickly. And, you know, this season when the Gentile hostility towards Israel is most intense is when Gentiles will dominate or trample the outer court of the temple and the rest of Jerusalem for 42 months. So the Antichrist will break his covenant with Israel in the middle of Daniel's 70th week. And you can turn to Daniel chapter 9, verse 27 to read more on that. And the anti-Semitism will peak in intensity here. So in this vision, John is giving a rod and told to measure how long the time of the Gentiles will continue and after which judgment will come on them. So every time God directs measurements in either the Old or the New Testament, it relates to the nation Israel. So you can also see Jeremiah chapter 31 verses 38 to 39 and Zechariah chapter 2. And remember, All these are in my show notes. So since you measure your personal property, God's instructions to measure the, quote, temple likely means he is resuming possession of it. 
So John isn't told to measure common things or Gentile things. So measuring the temple indicates God's favor. So the, the temple of God refers to both the holy place and the holy of holies, not including the courtyards. This is evidently the temple the Jews will build in Jerusalem either before or during the first three and a half years of Daniel's 70th week. Again, refer to Daniel chapter 7, verse 25, and Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, Daniel chapter 12, verse 11, also in my show notes. So this is going to put us back on the Old Testament ground, for there is not a lot to back in on the Old Testament ground, for there's no temple given to the church at, at this point, and the church is, is a temple of the Holy Spirit today. So if you want to know more about that, you read in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 21 to 22. But here God also instructs John to measure the altar, referring to that gold altar of prayer, since the altar for burnt offering was in the outer court. So he was to measure or count the worshipers two godly Jews who will worship God. So during this 42 months, we will also meet two witnesses who will prophesy in sackcloth for the entire 1,260 days. And by the way, scripture has always required two witnesses to bear testimony to anything before it has to be heard in the Old Testament and the church. So you can see Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 6, and also uh, Matthew chapter 18, verse 16. You know, we don't know exactly who these witnesses are, except that they are human. And it might be Elijah, since he was predicted to return, Malachi chapter 4, verse 5, Matthew chapter 17, verse 11. But these two witnesses are called lampstands, standing before the God of the earth, verse 4. Now, Elijah was fond of saying, The Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1. These witnesses are two lampstands. They are lights in the world. Now, John the Baptist may be the second witness. As the forerunner of Christ at the first coming, he was like Elijah in manner and message. Both knew what it was to oppose the forces of darkness and to stand alone for God against impossible odds. They trained well for this task. Clothed in sackcloth is becoming both to John the Baptist who would be the witness of the New Testament, and to Elijah, who would be the witness of the Old Testament. But we don't know. You know, these two witnesses likely appeared during the first half of the tribulation up until the beast appears. And their work is described in Old Testament language. Two olive trees suggest the vision in Zechariah 4 when the lampstands are Joshua and Zerubbabel whom the Holy Spirit empowered to stand again in surmountable difficulties. See Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6. The Holy Spirit will also be present during the Great Tribulation period. So these two witnesses are lights before the powers of darkness during this time. And the Holy Spirit fills them with miraculous power to bring down fire down from heaven. 
sounds like Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 38 and 2 Kings chapter 1, verse 10. John the Baptist also announced the one who would baptize with fire. See Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. Again, we don't know, though. These two witnesses are immortal and immune to all attacks until their mission is completed. By the way, all of God's people are immortal until God has accomplished his purpose through them. God gives them unlimited authority, the same power Christ will have when he returns to the earth. The witnesses can control rainfall on the earth, and they can turn water into blood. They can strike the earth with any plague they wish, as often as they wish. They have God's confidence and power to do what they think is best. So they will prophesize about God for 1,260 days. And then their testimony will be complete. Then and only then will God allow their lives to be touched. Amid the week, halfway through the tribulation, the Antichrist, also known as the beast, and the man of sin, who is moving to power, will bring back first the Roman Empire. Then when he gets the whole world under his control, he will overcome and kill these two witnesses. Now this is a temporary victory of darkness over light, evil over righteousness, hell over heaven, and Satan over God, because God is going to let Satan loose during this period. These witnesses will live up to their name. They are witnesses for martyr. They will be killed in the streets of Jerusalem, the same sad designation where also our Lord was crucified, verse 8. Their bodies or carcasses are left on the street like roadkill. These are crude, cold, barbaric days in the tribulation. So as their bodies lie in the street, the world will be watching them. Startled to hear they are dead. Some will be skeptical. All the television networks will have their cameras trained on their bodies. Three and a half days They will lay there and the world will celebrate. They hated these witnesses. People will give gifts to each other. It will be the devil's Christmas celebrating the Antichrist's victory. Then, three and a half days later, something happens. While the world is celebrating the death of these witnesses and while the television cameras are focused upon them, God will breathe life back into them and the witnesses will stand up on their feet. Literally, they will resurrect. All the networks will regret their cameras focuses because they won't want to give this news. Then everyone will hear a voice out of heaven saying, come up here, verse 12, and the witnesses will be caught up into heaven in a cloud of glory, just like the ascension and the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, what a sight. We're just still in the low between the sixth and the seventh trumpet in the second Whoa. You know, in exact hour, in that exact hour, a huge earthquake shook Jerusalem, limited to just Jerusalem, just like when Jesus died on the cross in Matthew chapter 27, verses 51 and 52. One-tenth of the city collapsed, killing 7,000. The expression used here means these were people of prominence who got their names into the headlines when the Antichrist came to power. 
Add these 7,000 slain to those already slain, a fourth of the world's population were killed at first, and then a third of the population of the world totaling over 50%, and now thousands more. Again, no wonder the Lord Jesus said the days of the tribulation had to be short, or else no one would be left alive. So in the aftermath, some people turn to God, overwhelmed by his power. Others are filled with terror and still others are furious with God because he's judging sin, going against the lie they believe that God never punishes evil. So this ends the second woe. The third woe begins shortly, though not immediately. The blowing of the seventh trumpet ushers us chronologically right to the entrance of eternity, leading us beyond the great tribulation and into the millennium. And the seventh trumpet likewise opens up us to the seven personalities of chapter 12 and 13. So the third woe begins when Satan, one of the personalities, is cast down to earth. You can just imagine the havoc that will cause. So next week, we find ourselves at the door of eternity. So I hope that you join me next week. Find all about that uh, on our next podcast. So this is Tammy Becker. I hope you have a blessed week. Don't forget to check out all the show notes and grab all of those scriptures that I mentioned today. There was a lot of them. That is at www.youministries.com. Don't forget to visit us and study the Bible with us. Girl, read your Bible on Facebook and check out our YouTube channel. Also, if you would like to share your testimony or anything like that, just send us an email. Uh, Everything's in our description for you. You have a blessed week, my friends. God bless you. I will see you next time when we talk about eternity. And that is exciting. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another weekly episode of the Almighty God and Gospel Girl podcast. If you have a testimony you would like to share with us, please contact us through our website at youministries.com. That's y-o-u-ministries.com. Until next week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.